Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for So you know when people get real proud of themselves and they start feeling like they're pretty well untouchable? What usually happens to people when they get like this? Typically, they become bullies. I've even heard people say, I'm saved by Jesus, and then they bully certain people groups that they don't like. They get proud. It just does this weird thing to them. They start taking it out on people because they think they're better than them, and also they think that God has granted them so much favor to get them to the high place they're at. That's kind of where a lot of the pride comes from because they achieved something or they got to some kind of level that God has granted them so much favor that he wouldn't dare cut any of it off because of their bad conduct. And so their conduct gets worse. They bully more. Well, hold on to that thought as we get into 2 Kings 14, verse 1, where Amaziah reigns in Judah. In the second year of Joash, the son of Jehoiahaz, the king of Israel, Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, became king. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jehoiadan of Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, yet not like his father David. He did everything as his father Joash had done. However, the high places were not taken away, and the people still sacrificed and burned incense on the high places. Now it happened as soon as the kingdom was established in his hand that he executed his servants who had murdered his father the king. But the children of the murderers he did not execute according to what is written in the book of the law of Moses in which the Lord commanded, saying, Fathers shall not be put to death for their children nor shall children be put to death for their fathers. But a person shall be put to death for his own sin. Okay, we see here that uh, Amaziah started off right. He was following God's law in how to administer this justice here. But, but, yeah, there is one here. He would not remove the high places. The high places were still where people did sacrifice work up there. Well, what's wrong with having high places. Why did the Bible mention that specifically? Well, that's where people worship God or false gods. They were used to doing it in high places instead of going to the temple of the Lord. So on one hand, you have Amaziah who was doing well. He was following the Mosaic law, doing things the way that God said to. But on the other hand, he was not doing what he should. He should have removed the high places and taken them down to bring the people to the temple of the Lord. And that is kind of a modern day parallel we have today. There's a lot of people that are not going to assemble with the body of Christ, with the rest of the temple of God, the the believers of today. They're out doing their own thing, their own way, 
and justifying, well, I don't have to go to church. I mean, come on, who really has to go to church? You don't have to go to church to be saved. Well, technically, that's correct. But if you are saved, then you will want to obey God and do what he said. And that's Hebrews 10, to assemble with the believers, do it God's way. Worship him the way he wants to be worshiped. And he tells his people, here's the way I want you to do it. Amaziah was not doing it the way God said. So, I mean, before we point at Amaziah, we got to look at ourselves for a minute. Are we doing things God's way? Don't know. But in one hand, he was doing what was right. But in the other hand, he was not. He was following the Mosaic law for some things, but other things he wasn't doing the way God told him to. And that's what I call a mixed bag of tricks. It's a lack of integrity. He was not whole with himself. He wasn't fully doing what he should have been. So let's recall from 2 Kings chapter 12 when Jehoash was murdered by a conspiracy group. So now here was his son Amaziah who was right in executing justice back on his dad's killers, as it says he did, because at least he did this much according to God's law. He took out those guys that murdered his dad. Other things he wasn't so great at doing, though. 2 Kings 14.7 He killed 10,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt and took Selah by war, and called its name Jokthil to this day. Okay, now there's a parallel story to this passage that we just read, but it's off in 2 Chronicles 25, and that has more detail about when Amaziah went to attack these Edomites. So let me give you a quick rundown on a lot of that. What he did was he hired 100,000 fighters from the kingdom of Israel to go help him fight against these Edomites. But God sent a prophet to warn him not to go fight with these hired men from Israel. The prophet said that God was not with the kingdom of Israel at that time, so don't take these guys with you. The prophet also warned Amaziah that if he decided to go to battle anyway, that he was going to fall before his enemy. So Amaziah, having half obedience in one hand and half obedience or disobedience in the other, what he did was he fired the 100,000 hired fighters. He said, okay, you don't want me to take these guys, I won't. He let them go. But Amaziah went and attacked the Edomites anyway. And I think a lot of this was false god worship, a lot of disobedience that uh, had corrupted his thinking. He was very extreme. When he caught a lot of these Edomites, he threw a bunch of them off a cliff. But yes, this is the same king who started out doing right He started out following God's law, but the disobedience that he had, his lack of integrity, it kind of messed him up. And now he wasn't doing so good when he went after these Edomites. In fact, while Amaziah was off fighting the Edomites, the 100,000 fighters that he fired, they were pretty angry at getting let go. And so they decided to go to his kingdom of Judah and attack Judah for payback. So the guys he let go, they're mad. So, okay, look at this. You got this guy that won't obey God, and he's very proud. He's doing things his way, and now he's causing damage to his own hometown, his own homeland, and he doesn't even know the damage is happening. I guess a parallel I think we can see in this is that, friend, if you get very proud, you will actually start causing damage in your own life that you won't even be able to see until it's too late. That's what's going on with Amaziah right here. But I want to show you what happened after this battle, taken from Second Chronicles 25, verse 14. 
Now it was so after Amaziah came from the slaughter of the Edomites that he brought the gods of the people of Seir, set them up to be his gods, and bowed down before them and burned incense to them. Therefore the anger of the Lord was aroused against Amaziah, and he sent him a prophet who said to him, Why have you sought the gods of the people, which could not rescue their own people from your hand? So it was, as he talked with him, that the king said to him, Have we made you the king's counselor? Cease! Why should you be killed? Then the prophet ceased and said, I know that God has determined to destroy you, because you have done this and have not heeded my advice. So look at this pride problem. He's not listening to God's men. He went and messed with the Edomites. He killed a bunch of people. He shouldn't have done this. God's going to get in the get in and do something about it. So look, Amaziah started off well, but he refused to take down the high places of worship that tainted his character, which also resulted in destruction to his own people in Judah when those 100,000 fighters went to go attack them for getting let go. Okay, he's doing nothing but causing a mess, and that's what pride will do. It'll get you weird and tainted in your character to where you'll go around and stir up trouble, more trouble than you even know what's happening. So from this, we can gauge just how corrupted Amaziah had become. Uh, Look what he did. He brought those Edomite gods home to worship those Edomite gods. Now, the prophet had asked him, basically, why would you want to worship the gods of a people that you just killed? (laughs) Isn't that proof that those gods are worthless, that when you attacked them, the gods couldn't save their own people? So why would you want to bring them home and make them your god when you know they're worthless? I mean, look how corrupted he is. He would not listen to God's prophet. So then the prophet had to inform him. He had to let him know, hey, God is determined to destroy you. But here's the deal. Amaziah had just beaten the Edomites. I mean, when you go out and you beat somebody, you feel like, oh, I'm better than you. Yeah. Like when guys arm wrestle and you you beat the guy, you feel like you're superior in some kind of weird way. He's got this pretty tough, untouchable feeling going on in his mind that he's better than he really is. But check it out. Second Kings 14, 8. Then Amaziah sent messengers to Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, king of Israel, saying, Come, let us face one another in battle. Okay, so Amaziah was so proud of himself. Oh, I just killed those Edomites. I am awesome. Now he's so full of himself that now he thinks he can beat Jehoash to a fight. Not a good move. Amaziah, he must have felt pretty bold with himself, like he was the baddest, toughest guy on the planet, and he just wanted to pick fights with everybody now. As I say, he got a little too big for his britches. Personally, I think that beating the Edomites put Amaziah up on such a high horse, it made his head puff up with pride so big. And because God's prophet warned him about it, don't go in there, he said, you're going to fall, that when he didn't fall, Okay, he said, remember, the prophet said God was determined to destroy you, and he warned him, don't go fight those guys, don't take the 100,000, and don't go fight those Edomites, but he did anyway. Amaziah went in anyway. He won that battle. He did not lose. So I'll bet that Amaziah thought the prophet's warning was that he would be destroyed in that battle with the Edomites. 
It's like, oh, look, uh, the prophet told me no. I went anyway, and I won. Showed you. Basically, he's saying showed God. God apparently can't even take me out either because he said I'd fall, and I did not. Well, the prophet didn't say he'd fall in that battle. He said he would fall. So, uh uh-oh, what do we got going on here? Amaziah, he figured, well, I won, so he figures he is so untouchable that he can beat anybody. And so here's why he challenged Jehoash to a fight. I'm telling you, he should have listened to God's prophet. But then let's look at 2 Kings 14, 9. And Jehoash, king of Israel, sent to Amaziah, king of Judah, saying, The thistle that was in Lebanon sent to the cedar that was in Lebanon, saying, Give your daughter to my son as wife. And a wild beast that was in Lebanon passed by and trampled the thistle. You have indeed defeated Edom, and your heart has lifted you up. Glory in that, and stay home. For why should you meddle with trouble so that you fall, you and Judah with you? (laughs) Wow, (laughs) that's some strong words right there that Jehoash sent back to Amaziah, but Jehoash gave him somewhat of another prophetic warning that agreed with what God's prophet had said. So Jehoash responded to Amaziah's challenge to fight. He he warned him in the form of a parable. He was speaking about thistles and cedars. Now, a thistle is a small flower plant, probably something like you your mom has on the front porch somewhere in a little flower pot. It's a little bitty plant. But a cedar is a huge tree. And it has very strong wood, even for use in construction. In fact, they use cedar trees to build the temple of God with it. So Jehoash said in his parable that the thistle, a thistle, figurative thistle, sent a message to a cedar. And since Amaziah sent his challenge to Jehoash, then basically what Jehoash just said was, look, man, you're a flower plant. You're a thistle. You're a little flower pot plant on my mom's front porch. (laughs) that sent a message to me to fight but a flower plant it can a thistle that can be crushed by a rabbit's paw a wild beast a wild animal that kind of comes trotting through can smash you but it can't smash a cedar tree so he was saying you're trying to you're a thistle that's trying to pick a fight with a mighty tree you can't win jehoash called amaziah's kingdom little while calling his own kingdom big. Don't mess with me. You're not going to win. And just like God's prophet warned Amaziah, so did Jehoash. They both warned him. He's saying, look, man, you just beat Edom, so enjoy that win, but stay home, man. Don't cause more trouble, because if you do, it's going to cost you, and not just you. It's also going to cost you your kingdom. Why why should you get involved in this? You're not going to win. You can't do this. Now, I think the Lord put that same message into Joash that the Lord gave to his prophet. It's all the same warning. Don't do this. You need to sit down, be still, and and cut it out. (laughs) And Jehoash was actually trying to give Amaziah a way out. He actually responded, look, this isn't going to turn out well for you. Now, when you have a guy as proud as Amaziah was, and he gets a message back like this, do you think he's going to sit down and take it? Do you think he's going to listen and go, hmm, you know what, maybe I shouldn't? With a pride level this high, do you think he's going to respond? Well, of course he's not. 2 Kings 14 and 11. But Amaziah would not heed. Therefore, Jehoash, king of Israel, went out, 
So he and Amaziah, king of Judah, faced one another at Beth Shemesh, which belongs to Judah. And Judah was defeated by Israel, and every man fled to his tent. Okay, did Jehoash not warn him? Did he not say, look, dude, don't do this. Don't stir the pot. Don't cause trouble. Amaziah was all proud of himself for beating the Edomites. Yeah, which militarily, they were probably nothing compared to what Jehoash was. And just like Jehoash warned, Judah was made a thistle. They were stepped on like a little flower plant that's so easily stepped on by a wild animal. And it was the Lord who made Amaziah to fall so easy like he did because the prophet warned him that the Lord had determined to destroy him. 2 Kings 14.13 Then Jehoash, king of Israel, captured Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Jehoash, the son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh. And he went to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim to the corner gate, 400 cubits. And he took all the gold and silver, all the articles that were found in the house of the Lord and in the treasuries of the king's house, and hostages, and returned to Samaria. So remember how it was Jehoash that warned that Amaziah's kingdom would fall, but it was the prophet that foretold that Amaziah himself will fall. So we read that Amaziah was personally taken himself. He was taken as Jehoash's prisoner. Now, typically, kings would die in battle, and that was viewed as honorable and heroic. Oh, he died in battle, and they glorified all that. But Amaziah didn't die. He was captured. He was shamed. He was disgraced, and he was thrown in Jehoash's jail. Now he's got to be a prisoner. He's never going to sit on his throne ever again. His days of ruling his own kingdom are over. 2 Kings 14, 15. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoash, which he did, his might, and how he fought with Amaziah, king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Jehoash rested with his fathers and was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Then Jeroboam, his son, reigned in his place. Okay, last time we spoke about Jehoash's son's name, which was Jeroboam. But it was Jeroboam, way back in history, another Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, was the guy that started that crazy golden calf worship hundreds of years prior to this. So the fact that there's a new king whose very name is Jeroboam means that the kingdom of Israel was going to honor and copy the same golden calf worship as the official belief system of the nation with this new king, Jeroboam. We're bringing it all back again. Calf worship is back on. So now this brings up a whole new thought here. We have got to consider here that God used a false God-worshipping, pagan-geared kingdom to penalize the kingdom of Judah. Jehoash beat Amaziah. Now, this false God-worshipping kingdom beat Judah. Okay, I just want you to understand that for a minute. But realize, the nation of Judah... They were the ones that had God's covenant over them, which was the Davidic covenant, which was God's promise to keep and preserve David's line. Someone from David's ancestral line from the tribe of Judah, the Lord God would keep a man from David's line on the throne. So I want you to get a wide view of this scenario of what just happened here, okay? Amaziah, king of Judah, 
which means that Amaziah, as cocky as he was and proud as he was, he still was from the line of David. He was qualified to sit on that throne. Amaziah was a king under that covenant promise. He was under covenant promise along with the tribe of Judah, along with the kingdom of Judah. They were, they were covenant people. Now, this is where a lot of people start to think that they're so untouchable. They say this, they have this attitude that I'm under covenant. I'm under the covenant promise of God. I, I'm saved by Jesus. I'm under his covenant promise that I'm going to be saved. You can't touch me, and now I can do whatever I want to. And they abuse covenant. They abuse the grace of God, thinking, well, I'm, I'm covered by a promise. I, whatever I do, it doesn't matter. That's how wicked wrong this is. And many Christians do this today. I'm under the blood of Jesus. I'm saved, but yet they act like the devil. Okay, if we're going to look at Amaziah and go, you're the covenant guy with the covenant kingdom. Why are you acting like this? Same with Christians today. Same with people today who are under the covenant blood of Christ, but yet they bully people. They hate people. They condescend. They talk down. They work against other people. They, they hate certain people groups. I don't like that group over here. I don't like you over there. And they're always in the drama, always in the bickering with people. They're, you're, they're picking that stuff up off the TV set and the news and movies, modern-day cultural baloney. I want you to remember, guys, how Amaziah was defeated, the covenant guy, not the, not the kingdom of Israel, but the covenant kingdom of Judah. That king, Amaziah, was defeated. And after he was defeated, he was taken down from his throne. He's a prisoner now at this point. And he has been defeated because of his sin. What I'm getting at is I want you to take notice that even though this man was under covenant promise, that did not make him exempt or make him untouchable from the consequences of his sin. I always say, you can choose your own sins, but you never get to choose the consequences that come in behind it. Now, Amaziah might have said, hey, I'm under the Davidic covenant. You can't touch me. I can do whatever I want. And when he got proud, he started going around messing with people. Maybe he thought he was untouchable, but according to this story, God would not tolerate that kind of behavior. Amaziah, he had a son named Azariah, and so God's promise of covenant to keep somebody on that throne, that covenant promise was not broken because there was still a king from David's line from Amaziah who was able to take the throne right away while Amaziah was sitting in jail. Friends, what I'm saying is you got to be careful how you view covenant promise that God has to bless me, God has to give me favor, and then think that means you can go do anything you want. You remember, Amaziah didn't realize the damage that was going on in his own kingdom because of his attitude. Those 100,000 soldiers that got let go, they attacked his own kingdom. He was so proud, he couldn't see the damage he was doing to his own homeland. Friends, when you get proud, you will start causing damage to your own people, your own family, your own stuff, and you'll be so proud you won't even be able to see it going down. You won't see it happen, and then it will get you in trouble, just like Amaziah in prison. So the throne is okay. God was still keeping his covenant promise intact with Judah. He's got the, the son of Amaziah sitting on the throne. The, th the promise is still there, but Amaziah's got to deal with the consequences now, doesn't he?
you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.